On this show, we will discuss elements of the story, which may also include some spoilers. So this is your official spoiler alert. It's okay if you haven't read the book, but if you're looking to avoid having it spoiled, go back, read the book, and then come on back and listen to our conversation. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Not Your Average Book Report, a podcast about children's books where we believe in never losing the childlike joy of reading. My name is Sam. I'm a grown-up who doesn't have the attention span for Tolstoy or Jane Austen, and I'm joined by Sarah, a former high school English teacher with two kids who reads 85 books a year. Sarah, how are you doing? Glad to be here. I hear rumor that we are going to be joined by a very special guest on this episode, our first guest ever. I mean, this is probably like on our bucket list of people mm. to have on our podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next to J.K. Rowling, I feel like they're one and two back yeah, and forth. For sure. When we made our Google Doc yeah. of what were our hopes for this podcast, I mean, guests, this was yeah. one, two, top, immediate. Top. Yeah, didn't have to think about it. Pretty pumped. Today, we are doing My Father's Dragon by Ruth Stiles Gannett, published in 1948. It was a Newbery Honor book that year. Sarah, had you heard of this book before? Was it new to you? It was new to me. So looking for a book for my daughter's book club, mm-hmm. um, we are sort of in between stages of just picture books versus early chapter books mm-hmm. and So I just got on Old Faithful there, Amazon, and (laughs) I just was looking for early reader chapter books. And this one popped up, and I think I looked for kindergarten, maybe a bajillion reviews, Mm -hmm. all great. And just many people saying, this is a great place to start with kids in the chapter book world. So it was brand new to me, and I was not disappointed. Yeah, I've seen it. It's on some list of top 100 children's books of all time. These are the lists that have like Charlotte's Web at the top. Right. But this one was generally on a lot of those lists as mm-hmm. well. I had never heard of it before. Yeah. I had literally never heard the title before. Did you know that the book was illustrated by her stepmother, Ruth Crispin Gannett, and the typeface was selected by her friend, Hans Peter Kahn, whom she married the year the book was published? I did not know that. Yeah, her stepmother was a famous illustrator. She uh, illustrated other of her works, but also did the illustrations for Tortilla Flat, John Steinbeck's book. Really? Yeah. That is very interesting. She also graduated with a degree in chemistry and started writing this book while working in a lab. Huh. Strangely enough, though, she then took a job at a ski lodge (laughs) and stopped working on the book. But then spring came early and the job ended. And so she had nothing else to do. So she finished the story. That is very interesting. Crazy. And lastly, she stated that she isn't a real writer. The book was written by the child within her. Sam, I feel like you probably were like really resonating with that. I feel that, yeah. I'm fascinated by the fact that she was a chemist. Two straight weeks with chemistry. What's up? Chemistry world turning into Mm -hmm. writers. So for all of those people out there who think... You can't do both. I'm just a chemist. I'm not you imaginative. You can do both. This is one of the most imaginative books I think so we've read. So imaginative. I think I read another story. I wish I had the quote that when they were deciding to publish it or not, the publisher sent it to some kindergarten classes to read with their kids. And the teacher said, the kids liked it. We're all sure that it came from somebody with a maddened mind. But <laughs> 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 that was funny, which I'm sure she took as a feather in her yeah, hat. Probably so. So let's jump into the story here. It's about 
Elmer, Elmer Elevator. Elmer Elevator. Which he says his name is Elmer, Elmer Elevator later. I don't know if he ever, at the beginning, it says his last name is Elevator. Yeah. This book, stuff just came out of left field. Yes, very much, very much. Pretty consistently. Yeah. James and the Giant Peach without any of the darker things. Yes. In a lot of ways. Elmer befriends an alley cat that his mother doesn't like. Yeah. Well, his mom just kind of stunk in this story. Well, you know, she wasn't that important. But she was just so mean to the cat. That was my memory of that. Yeah, well, I would be mean to cats too. Sorry to all oh, our really? cat lovers. I don't love cats. You sound like you hate cats. No, I don't hate cats. I had cats growing up. I just don't love cats. So what's between love and hate, not like? Moderate. You moderate cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> this cat tells Elmer a story about a young dragon on an island who is forced to carry these animals and their goods back and forth across the river. And Elmer decides... He's going to go to Wild Island mm -hmm. where this takes place and save the dragon. I um, Tell me about Elmer. What was your, what do you think about him? Do we get to know him much? What well, do you... I was going to say, I didn't really think that much about Elmer. He, I mean, obviously he's basically the only character in the book apart yeah. from the, the alley cat, but we're not given a lot about him mm -mm. to care that much about him yeah but he's we, nice to the cat he's I mean, nice to the cat he quite literally he, saves the cat and he wants to save the dragon right. so i'm for that harper liked him but she also really liked the cat <laughs> and wanted more information about the cat which okay i get i mean really this book you said like james and the giant peach kind of vibes like mm -hmm. that whimsical adventure and i totally agree with that i think that this book is great for those um, emerging readers, those mm -hmm. young kids, because it is just adventure and fun and magic without mm -hmm. too much depth and darkness. When I first finished it, I was kind of like, what are we going to talk about? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's not really much that resonates. Mm -mm. There's not thematic here. But then I talked to you yesterday and you loved it and it was kind of perfect for where Harper is. Mm -hmm. So, and that really kind of opened my eyes to like where this book fits and how it fits well. I really enjoyed it. And maybe I enjoyed it because my kids enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but we sat and read it. We took two, two readings. We read half one night and the other half the next night. So your kids aren't speed readers quite yet. Well, because you probably could read this book I'm in four and a half minutes. I read it out loud, and I have to. I read out loud slower than I read in my head. But so. you also probably have to, you have to slow yourself down and a little to, bit. And my children have so many questions. Do they? What were the questions they were asking? <laughs> well, Davis would just point out a word. What's that word? And then he'd be like, "Wait, go back to that picture. Was that a tiger? Was that a lion? What was that? You know, great questions. Yeah, um, important questions. A it still had pictures in it, mm -hmm. which makes it good for a younger reader. Mm -hmm. So for all of the listeners out there who have kindergartners mm -hmm. or around, it's just entertaining. And it's yeah. silly and every animal has something funny connected to it. Right. And I read in one review before I chose it for our book club, I was a little hesitant and they were like, no, this is scary. It can whatever. And as I was reading, I was like, this is not scary. No. Not scary. Yeah. Do you remember the first chapter book you read as a kid? Or like when you realized 
When you moved from picture books to chapter books? Were Frog and Toad chapter books, were they little chapter books? The Wind in the Willows? No, like the Adventures of Frog and Toad or something. Hold on. For me, I have this distinct memory of the first chapter book I remember reading. And I remember it feeling like a big deal. What was the book? It was, I can't remember the exact, it was in the series of Arthur books. There's a chapter book about Arthur, and it was oh. a lot like this one. The chapters were like two or three chapters long, but just the fact that it had chapters and was it wasn't a picture book. Yeah. I felt on top of the world with that yeah. book in my hands. And when I finished it, which took me probably a, three weeks <laughs> for this 40-page okay. book, I remember just feeling this amazing sense of accomplishment. Yeah. It was like a big deal for me growing yeah. up. So I didn't know if you remembered your first chapter book or the first book that was that for you. I don't remember the exact book. Um I want to say that my first chapter books were probably either Amelia Bedelia mm. or Junie B. Jones, I would guess. Okay. Um, but I would agree. I feel like there was probably a sense of completion, mm -hmm. which I always had just this reading always made me proud because yeah. I loved it and I was good at it and I enjoyed it. So I can't remember the first chapter book, but this book... Even if Harper didn't feel totally proud that she sat and listened to the whole thing, mm -hmm. I felt proud because this is a step in a new direction for us, like yeah. to be able to read longer books together. Which was she aware that it was this is this is different than the usual books yes. we read. This isn't the bad seed, this isn't Pete the Cat. Yes. Well, and because I would say like chapter four, my father finds the river, and we did have to talk about what a chapter is, but then also acknowledging a title within mm -hmm. the book. Like this is what this part of the book is going to be about. And just shows that you learn. It's like learning the, like the form of books. Yes. How now they have chapters yep. and they're longer and they develop and yeah. chapters have titles and there's what does a chapter title mean? Yeah. There's yeah. more going on to it, but the end of, cha I think it's the end of chapter five. He walked all night and toward morning came to the river. Then his troubles really began. Then you turn the page and it says, chapter five, my father meets some tigers. <laughs> That's a place where like the way she's written the book, mm -hmm. the way it's laid out is going to get a reaction out of you. I'm curious if your kids picked up on that because it'd be different than a picture book, right? Because there's not a chapter right, break. Right, right. Um, they did not pick up on that, but... I'm pretty sure that's because we also were ending our reading that night. And oh, right so you there, left them on I a said, cliffhanger. Okay, guys. A cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> a cliffhanger. Oh, so you left them on a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. How did Davis, three-year-old, Davis this? loved it. Davis loves books. He loves to really? read. He had crazy questions, and there were times where he was the one asking, like, what's that? Mm -hmm. What's that word? Is that an elephant? Like... But he also can sit and listen to a book and he still liked, like, I think that he liked this because of the pictures mm -hmm. and we could, I could read like the, at the end when there are, it's the, the crocodiles and the lollipops. Yeah. We were reading that, reading that. And then to get to the picture of them being across the river and starting to float away uh, when the crocodiles the first crocodile is done with his lollipop and mm -hmm. he lets go and they all start to float away. Yeah. I could point to that picture and he got to connect it. But I just, 
I know this isn't like the deepest of our books, mm-hmm. but it just made me happy. <laughs> yeah, because you said because your kids like yeah. it. What, why did that mean so much to you in that sense? I think it's just, I love to read. Mm-hmm. And this book, reading it with my kids, I felt like they were loving to read too. Mm, yeah. Um, and I mean, I have all these grand dreams of reading <laughs> chapter books with my kids every mm-hmm. night and us like going on these wild reading adventures together which I should probably ask my mother if we ever read books together because yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't because I was independent. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to read, well, not independent. That was the wrong word. I just could, I like to read by myself. Yeah. And so I don't know. It just says to me, there's a lot of weird things in being a parent where mm-hmm. there's new stuff that can make you sad, but then excited at the same time. And this book is like, I can see where we're sort of stepping away from reading little picture books together and we're venturing into the bigger world, but I just love to read. And this was just fun. Did this feel like a next step though with Harper? Like she's going to get an older type thing. Totally. It's all weird. Yeah. It's weird. weird. It's weird because Mm. it's awesome and fun and exciting, but also heartbreaking and makes me feel old. And you know, this book is, I mean, it's a silly Mm -hmm. book. There's not a character arc. There's not, many deep themes or anything, but sounds like you had a pretty profound experience reading it in some ways. I think it just made me appreciate imagination Yeah, because we can assume that the father, Elmer Elevator, didn't actually go to Wild Island. We don't know, but (laughs) it's this great story that I can see a kid having in their head, Mm -hmm. this great imaginative moment. And I think that's what has made me like it so much is just, it's so imaginative and it's so fun. Mm -hmm. And yes, he might get eaten by the gorilla, but he also has a plan for that too. And just... Because you were pretty imaginative as a kid. Oh, yes. And I, my children are very imaginative and live in their worlds. And I lived in mine and I don't know. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. It just feels like someone got lost in their imagination and wrote it down. Hey everybody, this is Sam. I just wanted to say thanks for the enthusiastic response we've gotten from you, the audience. It means so much to us that you're enjoying the show. I'd like to give a special shout out to Overland Park, Kansas and our listeners out there. We hope you're listening on your way to get barbecue at Q39, Jack Stack, Arthur Bryant's. Gosh, that would make me so happy. I'd also like to give a special shout out to Grace who left us a delightful review. Grace, we love you. Hope you're having the most awesome week. Also, just a reminder, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. They're so helpful, and we love hearing from you. Now, back to the show. The last line of the book is, but my father and the dragon knew that nothing in the world would ever make them go back to Wild Island. And I, although this book, I have said, it was just happy and it just made me feel good. That line, I think um, there is significance and there is a little depth. I think you can always find that. That's one of the skills of being an English teacher is you find something to talk about in all things. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so interesting because Elmer is this kid who's on this adventure. He's alone. Mm-hmm. He's brave. He's doing these crazy things. He's made his way through this island, survived countless wild animals. And part of me thinks like 
the Peter Pan syndrome. I never want to grow up, mm-hmm. never want to grow up. And Wild Island seems like that kind of place, maybe. I never want to grow up. But mm-hmm. he's like, no, we're never going back here, right. you know? And- it's kind of this idea in stories of like, we're fine with these other characters going on adventures, but it's things we would never want to do ourselves. Right. Like I would, when he was walking through like the swamps, She's already said he's going to meet some tigers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the, the chapter title. But before he actually meets them, there's this scene where... Here, I'll read from here. He began to hear whispering noises, but he couldn't see any animals anywhere. The deeper into the jungle he went, the surer he was that something was following him. And then he thought he heard whispering noises on both sides of him as well as behind. And I remember thinking, I would never want to be in that situation. Never. I would be terrified. And this main character is apparently fearless because... <laughs> yeah, he's just rolling through with his tangerines. <laughs> right. I, I think you could talk to a kid about bravery here, yeah. but I... But then like, I also, also don't want my kids to be afraid of outside. Right. Because we had an owl in our backyard oh, really? somewhere. And you can't see it because owls know right. how to hide. But we kept hearing, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. And Davis at one point was like where's the owl? I was like, <laughs> so really walking down in the jungle. Right. That could be, maybe that's what the Amazon reviewers were talking about. Right. But for me, it's like, it's not, I don't know if it's like bravery so much. Cause I don't want to teach a kid like, Hey, to be brave, you have to go into the jungle right. by yourself. Right. Just go out there. Good luck. <laughs> right. So it's just a situation where <laughs> these characters are in, on adventures that we would never want to go on right. ourselves. So it's completely understandable when they get back and they're like, I'm never going yeah. back there. Yes, totally. But again, that's why I love books because mm-hmm. I can go on these adventures with these characters and then I'm, but I'm at safe at home on my couch. Safe on your couch. But you don't feel it. Like, but I don't feel, yeah. You feel all the feelings. Right. And that's where she was, a, she's a talented writer because I remember that scene specifically with the tigers was where yeah. I remember feeling like, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little afraid yeah. right now. <laughs> it gives you a little bit, just enough where yeah. may, and especially as an adult reader, you're like, huh, right. This, but not so much where your child is like, yeah, oh, this gosh. isn't going to keep them up at night. Exactly. Yeah. So something else that I thought is interesting based on, um, our last few books is, uh, in the beginning of the book, when Elmer is talking to the cat and the cat is telling him about the dragon and going to save it. Um, he says, Oh, I'd love to said my father. And he was so angry at his mother for being rude to the cat that he didn't feel the least bit sad about running away from home for a while. Another runaway. Another runaway. What is it, Sam? What is it about kids and running away? I don't know. I think God might be shouting at you, something at you. <laughs> not your childhood traumas, because I'm not the runaway on this I'm podcast. <laughs> That's my next intro. Sarah Scott, the runaway. <laughs> this is Sarah Scott, English teacher and former runaway. Former runaway. But I do think it's interesting that in these children's books, running away yeah. is such a popular idea. And mm-hmm. what is it about kids and wanting to run away? Yeah. I think part of that is that the writer has to get them away from their parents. Yes. And Elmer's like, I'm just going to go save this dragon. I got stuff to do. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, see, ya. you shouldn't have been mean to that cat, mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's not like he like left because of the cat. He was right. just like, yeah, my mom's kind of a jerk and yeah. this dragon needs saving. I don't so. really want to hang out at home right now. go sneak but onto this again, ship. But again, it's a kid being like. I, I know what's best. <laughs> I know it's best. My mom's kind of annoying. Yeah. Okay, so. Any last thoughts on My Father's Dragon? For those parents out there 
who have emerging readers. Mm-hmm. Five out of five. Yeah. Totally. And that was the takeaway I had from the conversation with you in the parking mm-hmm. lot. I was like, what makes this book matter is for those kids who are making that next step yep. from picture books to chapter books, this is a great book because it's engaging. It's fun. Yeah. It's silly. And for them, that's a big step. Totally. Well, let me ask you, as an adult without kids, mm-hmm. what would you say to a parent who says, hey, Sam, have you heard of this book? Uh, I'd probably ask them how old their kids were. Okay. Because this book, there's not much depth to it. I don't know if there's many conversations. Yeah. You can have about the story. I mean, what you're going to get out of kids is, I like the lions. And, yeah. Um, or that was funny. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not criticizing that. I, James and the Giant Peach is an example of a book that when we got to the end of it, I was like, what are we going to talk about? But now I laugh about it. Right. I still think about it and laugh just how funny <laughs> it is. I think for me, I loved hearing how much you enjoyed the experience with your kids. Um, so if I knew parents who had some kids who were five years old mm-hmm. and younger, um, I'd probably say four to seven. Yeah. Like some parents with the kids, especially if, but if it's the oldest one is yeah. getting there, Bring the, the youngest, one the younger one can come along and there's just this, it's a cool moment yeah. when books start to become thicker. I can see this being the kind of book that begins to prepare mm-hmm. kids for when books do start carrying yeah. heavier themes because they've read chapter books before. Yeah. So I mentioned at the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. that I picked this book for my daughter's book club. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we have a special guest. Oh, man. So the first ever guest. First ever guest. First ever <laughs> guest is my daughter, Harper Scott. Hello. Hello. Who, who are you? Who are you? Say, Hi, I'm Harper. Hi, I'm Harper. Harper, how old are you? Five. So Harper, what did you like about my father's dragon? Well, I liked when the father put the bows on 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 the giant. Oh yeah, I like that part too. Why did you like that part? Because it was so funny and everybody laughed. Did you laugh? Yeah. How loud did you laugh? Was it a really loud laugh? Like this. was there anything else you liked in this book um um, no what about the part with the um (laughs) the crocodiles yeah it was so so funny because the crocodiles eat the stickers Mm. did you learn anything from this book harper no i actually um chapters chapters is this the first book you've read with chapters yeah did you like reading a longer book? I like longer books. Ooh, okay. Um, longer books are my favorite. Why are they your favorite? Because it this has lots of stories. Harper, mm, yeah. thanks so much for joining us. You are our best first guest. You are our best first guest. All right. Well, that is our conversation on My Father's Dragon. I hope that you all um, enjoyed it slash will enjoy it as mm-hmm. much as we did. So, Sam... I am excited to find out what is our next book. Our next book is The Miraculous Journey of Edward Tulane by Kate DiCamillo. Oh. I have not read this one. I've read The Tale of Despero by mm-hmm. her and I loved it. Okay. And I love her based on one book because I haven't read Because of Winn-Dixie either. Yeah. So super excited to jump into this one because all the books we've read have been pre-1970. Yeah. So this is our first book kind of getting close to... Modern. 
now, yeah. which I'm super excited about. I'm excited. Sarah, thanks. Thanks, Sam. We'll see y'all next week. 